to Federal Way. Stay tuned. Coming up, it's Positive Talk Radio with Kevin McDonald. NBC News Radio. I'm Chris Caraggio. Police investigating the murders of four University of Idaho students are also looking into a report that one victim, Kaylee Goncalves, may have had a stalker. Moscow Police Captain Roger Lanier says they're trying to determine whether that's true. We have followed up looking at specific time frames and specific areas of town. So far, we have not been able to corroborate it, but we're not done looking into that piece of information. Police have received over 1,000 tips and conducted 150 interviews. They haven't identified a suspect or found the murder weapon, which is believed to be a knife. Georgia's Supreme Court is allowing early voting in the state Senate runoff election, which is a defeat for Republicans who had appealed a lower court's ruling allowing early voting this Saturday. The election is between Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. Republicans argued early voting on that day shouldn't be allowed because it violates state law, prohibiting voting on a Saturday if there's a holiday on the Thursday or Friday before. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is thanking the U.S. for another $400 million weapons package to aid in the war against Russia. Zelensky said in a tweet that the military package will save lives and enable Ukraine to continue its resistance against the Russian invasion. He said Ukraine will not be scared by cowardly, inhumane terrorist attacks by Russian war criminals. This Thanksgiving, it may be cheaper to let somebody else do all the cooking and cleaning. We're kind of thinking about thinking about it twice. We might just go away. It might be uh, uh, less expensive to go go. Inflation has seen price increases in virtually all Thanksgiving foods, including the turkey. But according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the cost of dining out has risen at a lower rate than the cost of dining in. Eating at home has risen more than 12 percent in the last year, while eating out is up less than 9 percent. New York City officials are ready to kick off the holiday season with the Macy's 96th annual Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is tomorrow. Mayor Eric Adams says the parade is just the beginning of holiday festivities. I'm Chris Caraggio, NBC News Radio. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell, self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Join Dell at his new times, Mondays 10 a.m. to noon, and Fridays 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., right here on KKNW. Time now for a quick look at our KKNW weather outlook. Tonight, partly cloudy. We'll see a low around 39. Increasing clouds for Thanksgiving with a high near 53 and a low around 44. Rainy Friday ahead with a high near 48 and a low around 39. Rain likely again Saturday with a high near 47 and a low around 40. Rain Sunday, high near 46, low around 36. Have a happy Thanksgiving. The views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. This program is sponsored by KM Radio Productions, LLC. This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple. To explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show, we are blessed to have a really cool guest today, and she's world-renowned. She's a uh, intuitive channel and author, and she actually lives in the future. Okay, maybe you don't <laughs> believe that. And, but anyway, it's, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, her time on Thursday. 
Um, first of all, Eric, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing well, Kevin. Good afternoon and happy Thanksgiving Eve. Unless you're in Australia, in which case it's Thanksgiving Day already. Well, uh, I'm not sure if they celebrate Thanksgiving in Australia, but uh, I would bet they would do it on a different day than us. I imagine you, because Canada does it in October, right? That's right, yeah. So when do, when do, does, and, does and the Australia? seasons are backwards <laughs> for us uh, in, in Australia, I would imagine. So uh, I would imagine it would be around fall for Australia. Uh, so probably springtime there. I mean, we'll have to ask our wonderful guest here today uh, about this because well, I'm just exactly. pulling stuff see, out of my. <laughs> see, that's how powerful <laughs> she is. I had no idea it was Thanksgiving Eve for you. So that's how little we celebrate Thanksgiving in Australia. We do not have a celebration called Thanksgiving here. Uh, well, We're just getting that's... super excited about Christmas. <laughs> yeah, well, in, in Australia, it's Thanksgiving every day that you don't have a spider in the, in the, in the um, uh, visor of your car or you don't have a snake in the toilet. So any day is a good day in Australia when that doesn't happen. Don't right? you mean it's a good day? There you go. See, <laughs> I, I had mentioned before, prior to that Eric has got a terrific um, Australian accent. Mine sounds more like uh, garbage, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was better, but yeah, I'll admit that um, I live pretty uh, deep in the bush, so quite deep in the forest. So there are more days that I have spiders in the house and in my car than days that I don't. So you develop a little bit of like a tolerance <laughs> for the creepy crawlies. <laughs> You've got to. No, you don't. You move to Seattle is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> or you do that, yeah. Yeah, because creepy crawlies are not my my thing. And you've also are blessed with having like the nine most deadly snakes in the world uh, there and stuff like that. So congratulations on on uh, on being able to put up with that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, snakes, I have a very snakes. Snakes, I have a much lower tolerance for, but they do get around. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> as long as they stay out of your shoes, then, you know, it's probably OK, right? Yeah, when you live quite remote like we do, the secret is you don't leave your shoes outside. Your shoes stay inside always. And don't you always uh, shake your shoes out before you put them on? Yeah, yeah. If you keep them outside, it's it's advisable for sure. <laughs> but I, but most Australians wouldn't even agree with this because in the city, in the city, there's like no snakes, there's no spiders, but. But here where I live, we have plenty of both. You've been gifted to have them all. That's that's yeah. just how special you are. It's worth it to be surrounded by the trees and that, all the other beautiful creatures. It's well worth it. Uh, yes, indeed. So we're going to talk to you. You are an intuitive channel. You're an author. You're an energy worker. You're helping to change the planet in a big way. Tell us about your work. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Um, yeah, so as you say, I I am a channel and I've um I've spent a lot of that time with that energy um writing. So as a channel, it's it's nothing um extraordinary, right? We all are connected and we're all channels. So the more time we spend connecting to our heart and 
um, connecting to our own inner voice, the more we can start to cultivate these skills. And for me, I've spent a lot of time tuning into my heart, a lot of time cultivating the skill. And um, I've found that over the years, what I've been able to hear and feel and see is uh, the messages have become more and more profound. And rather than just being messages for me over the years, I've found that these messages are actually intended for other people. So I've translated that into my energy work sessions where I know that I'm receiving wisdom for how I can assist my client through moving energy and clearing what doesn't serve. And then I've had messages that are intended for the collective. So I've moved those messages into, into my writing and into my books. But um, yeah, and now as well, um, I've teaching this way of doing energy work, teaching um, healers how to channel how to channel for their clients and how to move energy in the way that's just intended for that one person with the directions of spirit. So that's that's my work and it's it's pretty magical right now actually. <laughs> Would you explain to me why it is that people like you are able to access it and a lot of people don't think that they're capable of accessing spirit or channeling or or listening to their inner voice what what is it about us that keeps us doubting so much yeah well that's the key word actually kevin really that word doubt is the main killer of intuition because as human beings we are innately gifted with a very strong inner compass that directs us in the way that allows us to experience life in its fullest potential. So when we, we all have that inner compass and it's all innate for each of us, it is incredibly powerful. But the biggest killer of intuition, the biggest killer of our ability to listen to that inner compass is our doubt that it's there. So the moment that somebody says, I don't think I'm very intuitive or I, I don't trust my intuition, the, all these I am statements are creating that reality. But, but if someone could lean into trust for whatever amount of intuition is present, then trust is the thing that allows our intuition to blossom. So let's say, for example, someone has a very strong feeling that they should have a bath. That could be their intuitive compass, right? Their inner compass showing them how to really heal and give themselves what they need on any given day. So if someone could hear that inner voice and say, all right, I'm going to take, I'm going to have a bath and treat that inner wisdom as though it's the wisdom of the Bible, right? Treat that inner wisdom and give it so much respect. Then all of a sudden that, that opens trust and then their intuition will start to come on more and more and more. But doubt, the answer to that question is doubt. Doubt is the biggest killer. And then alongside that, it's the, it's the inability to pause and listen. So that example of I need to have a bath, that only comes when it's like you take a breath. Oh, what do I need? I need to have a bath. But most people, a lot of people don't even give themselves even that. It will be, they'll be caught up in the busyness, caught up in the thinking of all the things that they need to do, worrying about the future, thinking about the past. And there's no time to even hear that innate wisdom of the body. So the two things that need to happen to really bring online the intuition is coming into the body, pausing enough to, to come out of the mind, and then trusting that you're so incredibly intuitive already 
and that all you need to do is pause and listen. Pausing and listening is a is an art form that many people and, and and you know I've never been to Australia. One of these days I will go there if I get to stay in a hotel that's got multiple floors, and I can be up up there. But most people in this country don't take the time or the energy that it takes to listen and to be quiet because mm. we're so busy doing. We're we're human. We're you know we're we're kind of like human doings. We're, we've ceased to be human beings and we're now human doings. And that that causes problems for us, doesn't it? Massively, but this is, it's, you know, it's not our fault. This is the society that we've been, that we've been introduced to from childhood. We've been like brought up in a world that says the busier you are, the better. And, you know, you even hear people, you hear conversations like, oh, how have you been? Oh yeah, keeping really busy. Like, like it's virtuous, you know, and it's, it's not, it's actually very, very distracting, but it's busyness that, that keeps the system afloat. It's busyness and disconnection from self that keeps all of these systems, every single system around us from economics to education, it's busyness and disconnection from self that keeps these systems afloat because everyone is just doing their, playing their role as a cog in the wheel. So you can see why society has created a program, a conditioning that keeps people from pausing and connecting to self. Because if everybody paused and connected to self, then they probably wouldn't have any interest in doing the job that feels deeply unfulfilling. And then all of a sudden our society would have to completely collapse and rebuild probably much for, for the much better. So it's not our fault as a society that we struggle to be. We've been brought up to do and do and do as though the more we do, the more successful we'll become. But when we can just sit and be and feel everything that is wrong with our life and everything that is right with our life, feel all of the pain that is present and all of the joy that is present, then we understand we get understand very, very clearly, actually, how we can direct our energy for the highest good of self and in that the highest good of humanity. So you oh, go ahead. Pause, there's a lot of discomfort. Sorry, go on, Kevin. Well, no, I was just gonna ask you because you know, you hear that those are those have actually become kind of buzzwords. You know, live your highest mm -hmm. self, be be who you really are. How do you know? who you want to be and who you are destined to be in this life. Mm. So when you, when you ask yourself that from the mind, that can actually create a lot of suffering in itself because someone who's in a job that's unfulfilling might think, of course, I want to do a job that's fulfilling. I have no idea what that is though. And I don't know what my special gifts are. I don't know what I'm here to do. And a lot of people have that idea of um, like their full expression of self right up on a pedestal. And I, I've seen I've seen that suffering play out in a lot of people. My husband was really in that for a while, not anymore, which is awesome. <laughs> but self, like self, it's not an elaborate thing. And service is not an elaborate thing. 
So when you release all expectations of yourself and who you could be in this lifetime, and you just sit, just sit and just feel your heart and just ask your heart, what would I love to do today? If I could do anything today, what would it be? What would really feel fully in alignment for me? It could be like, all right, I feel like recording me speaking into a microphone, then I'm going to put it on my Facebook, or I feel like writing something, or I feel like hanging out with my best friend and going out for a coffee, right? If you're listening to your heart, you are always acting in alignment with your highest self. You are always acting in alignment with your absolute purpose. And your purpose on one day could be to speak into a microphone and then you have an epic radio show. Your purpose one day could be to meet your friend for coffee because in that moment, you're gonna say something to her that just makes her world transform. You're gonna just be, say the exact right thing at the exact right time. So we can't plan or put expectations on ourselves for how we need to look or be in the future. Our higher self and our fullest expression of ourself comes from just acting from the heart now. And it will transform into be, it will transform into be something, transform to be something really beautiful. But you don't need to worry about that. Just acting from the heart now is full alignment with your higher self, full alignment with your complete expression of self. By the way, we are talking with Rhiannon Hines. And if you want to go to intuitiverebirth.com, you can find out more about her. Um, she also has got a book that is coming out uh, in 2022, which is, you know, like uh, now. So uh, tell us a little bit about, and I, you know, the Keepers of the Light Codes. Talk about that a little bit. How did that book come to be? I know it's a channeled text. Uh, to initiate light workers in light workers into their soul-led missions here on planet Earth, how did that? Did, did you did were you being quiet and it just came to you? Did you ask for the information? How did all that work? Um, yeah, so I, I very clearly was told a couple of years ago that soon I would be writing a book, and I was like, "Oh, this is very exciting!" So I kept trying to sit down and write the book, but it was like crickets; it wasn't coming through. I really wanted to write the book, and I was just like, "Nope, the no, book isn't ready." And um, I write about this aspect actually at the start of the book, and it was like there was a really big piece that I needed to learn before I could write the book, and and what that was was. I had really put my channeling and my spiritual practice like right up on a pedestal. Like every time I was channeling, I was sitting down, I was doing this certain practice to connect. It was all very perfect. And um, it was like I had separated my spirituality from my human life, right? And human life was just this like this um, 3D experience series of events. And then my spiritual practice was what happened when I closed my eyes and said a beautiful prayer. So this was what I needed to bridge in order to be able to channel the book. And this is what I write about in the opening chapter. So at the time when the book was ready to come through, I had a, um, I had a nearly two-year-old and I was like quite heavily pregnant. And I was so nauseous. Like I was really struggling with that pregnancy. And my two-year-old, as they all are, was like 
a full live wire and I was just really tired. I had no time to do my meditation practice. I wasn't doing anything. I was just like felt really trapped in that 3D reality that I'd separated from my spiritual reality. So it was like I had to integrate something. I had to anchor all the magic of my spiritual practice into my life. And I started to. So I started to feel these energies anchor into my waking experience. So I was always walking, taking my little one for a walk in the pram. And at the time we were living on this beautiful coastline. And as I was walking, my feeling my heart really open, looking at the sparkling water of the ocean. And I was feeling those energies of my meditation. And then once I was starting to do that more often than not in my waking life, it was like, okay, now this book is ready to come through because this is the lesson in the book. It's that all of this is the magic. All of this is our spiritual practice. This conversation that we're having, uh, your listeners as they listen, just in their sitting and being, that's their spiritual practice. When they eat dinner, that's their spiritual practice. So as I was ready to write this book, you know, I, I couldn't write it like on my computer. I was, because at the time then I had a newborn and a two-year-old. I was like, oh, pretty busy, right? <laughs> and I, the only way my two-year-old would sleep is if I drove her around in the car. So like 11 a.m. every day, I put the two babies in the car, I go for a drive and we live somewhere that's so beautiful. So I would just park up um, amongst the trees and I'll put the windows down, listen to the birds. I grab my phone take a few breaths and then most of that book was written on google docs on my phone sitting in a parked car <laughs> and that's the message of the book it's like we need to get our spiritual practice right off that pedestal the idea of channeling and intuition right off that pedestal and just realize that this is it like life is it and we can have this magic flowing through us in every single moment I believe, well, no, let me put it another way. I know for me, and I can't speak to anybody else, but I know for me that my life is a expression of experiences that were all designed to put me in this chair today to talk to you today. Am I wrong? 100% right. It's and I'm getting like full chills as you say that because we, it's the same for all of us, all of our so-called failures and triumphs and twists and turns. Like you can see the perfect orchestration that brings us to this perfect point now. I'm going full cold as you say that, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> going full what? Like <laughs> going so cold, I get all cold, you know, cold shivers, cold chills. Oh, oh cool, because, because that's, that's how I feel that I'm a little bit older than you and you've got two uh, beautiful young daughters that you're taking care of and a husband and stuff. And so I've, I've lived life a while and I've noticed that in the living of my life, that it has set itself up practically perfectly to teach me the lessons that I need to learn when I need to learn them to understand who I am and to move through it. I believe that that's how we all are if we take the time to observe who we are. Am I right? hundred percent. I feel that. I feel that so strongly. And I feel that there's like a current, there's an energetic current 
that is the energetic current of divine creation. And like we're always being guided to live in that current. There's always these like sparkly opportunities that present themselves. And like we just have to keep saying yes and keep stepping into the fear and doing these things. And then when we start to live life like that, it starts to get miraculous, like miraculous. And you can feel that in every single decision and every opportunity, there's a divine orchestration leading us to where we need to go. And some of it may not necessarily be easy. Some of it may be, may require a little bit of uh, pain and a little bit of learning about, about who you are. Um, a good example would be, I wanted to start restart my podcast and to do the radio show. And um, this is, goes back uh, coming up on three years. And I was I had a full-time job and I was working and doing really quite well at it. Thank you very much. And uh, I made the mistake of saying, I really want to retire so that I can do this full time. And so um, um, I was moving into my new place that I can afford easily and, and was going to set myself up for my retirement years. And I was moving in and I fell, tore my rotator cuff, had to have surgery. Two months later, I fell again, had to have another surgery. I was out of work and uh, was told I couldn't go back to doing what I was doing. And so I needed to be medically retired. And so... I said, I, th I think I'll do my podcast now <laughs> because this is what I've, this is what I wanted to do. And this is, and sometimes, so sometimes it can be, it can, we look at, like I got told a couple of times when I was in a medical facility, the, uh, the nurse would say, Oh, that poor man, he's got both of his arms are damaged and he can't do anything. And I was happy because I was mm, going to lead me to a new place. Yeah, that's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And then because you're seeing the blessing, you're, because you're seeing the blessing in it, life is flowing. But what a lot of people do who are so fearful of change and so fearful of up-leveling in the way that they need to, that when they get that injury, when they fall and tear their rotator cuff, um, that they will just freeze and panic and do anything that they can to, 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 to clasp onto their old life. Are you still there, Kevin? Seems yep. like it's frozen. I'm here. Okay, cool. Yeah, just the video froze. Um, yeah, so it's like they'll do anything to hold onto their old life. They won't allow the flow to happen for them. And there's a very, like, a very symbolic moment in my life. Like, at a very early age, I was extreme good girl like to the extreme so when I was 22 I had this like really good job in an office that made me so miserable and I had a mortgage and I had a fiance and I was doing like life at a really young age and I just was so depressed I was just couldn't believe that this was life and um I was started to meditate I started to open up to different energies and one day I saw a job that just like sparkled on the internet and it was to be a lecturer in massage and I had previously qualified in massage and I've been working in it a little bit and I thought I'm too young to do that job I'm not good enough and all these thoughts came through but something said just go for it Rhiannon and I did and I had such a crippling fear of public speaking and really low self-worth 
And for the job interview, um, it was like I had to present this information for to a board, like a panel interview. And I had to do like a, yeah, like actually stand in front of them and it was public speaking and it was so terrifying and I felt so sick for the days leading up to it. And that morning I just sat in the car outside the interview and I just prayed and I prayed and I went in to do that interview and an energy came through me and it was like I was making jokes. I was like speaking so well and I got that job and there my life changed. But I could have easily not stepped up because the fear was so great the unworthiness was so great and I just trusted my heart and took the initiation I accepted the initiation and that was it was that moment there that my life really started to change quickly that's a beautiful story and uh, when we come back we need to take a real quick break Uh, but when we come back I want to talk about initiating change in your life and also Mm -hmm. accepting it and being open to it and really um, being excited about it because change in, in my world, change is an exciting thing. Um, but in, the, in an event, we're going to talk about that. Rhiannon Hines is our guest. She is a uh, intuitive channel. Um, she does some work with some great people. She works with hundreds of people all over the planet. Um, she is um, really gifted at what she does. And if you go to her website, intuitiverebirth.com, you can find out more about her. And uh, you can also uh, get her her book and uh, her ebook, um, Keepers of the Light Codes is the name of the book. And it came out, how, when, what month did it come out, Rihanna? It just came out last month, actually. It's only been out uh, like a month and a half, yeah. Have you gotten any reviews yet on, on how it's doing? Yeah, it's going really well. <laughs> it's going really well. It's been, it's been <laughs> and she well beams with a smile. Yeah, <laughs> it's going well. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is just awesome. So if you'll wait right there and everybody stay right here because we've got a lot more to do. And uh, we may even open the phone lines up if you've got a question for her uh, that you'd like to ask in a little bit. But we'll, we'll, see. we'll see where we go from here. But we're going to talk about initiating change and not being so dang fearful of of the unknown because the unknown can be a beautiful thing. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW 1150 AM, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey there. I'm excited that you're listening right now, and if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net. On PositiveTalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information with real people discussing real issues and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340-plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code Positive Talk Radio at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. anaturaldesign.com 
And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to, well, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio. And you're listening to uh, Rhiannon Hines. She is from Australia. She's a channel. She is a mother of two, uh, I think. Um, it's still two, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> still two. <laughs> and she's an energy worker, and she works with people individually and uh you can take a course from her, and uh, there's lots of things. Go to intuitiverebirth.com, and you can find out a lot more about her and what she's doing. And one of the things that, that I wanted to, to talk to you about is that I think that there's a point in time, at least it was in my life, and, and most people that I know, Rihanna, that there's a point in time when they get fed up they get fed up with the status quo of what they've been doing, what they've been told that they should be doing. You know, the, the, in my case, it was the picket fence and the house and the wife and the 2.3 kids and the dog and the cat. And that, that was, that was what life was. And that's what I should be happy about. And there was a point in time when it became like, not so much. I'm not interested in doing that anymore. I don't like, I want to understand why I'm really here. There's a reason why we're all here. And what, what is my particular reason for being here? And is this all there is? Because if this is all there is, there, it's not enough. And that's when I made a turn. And, uh, and at the end of 20 years, I'm here talking to you. And it's, it's important. But why do we resist change so much? Mm. Yeah, why do we resist change? the biggest thing that comes through is fear it's scary to it's scary to change and it's scary to leap into the unknown and so many of us well we are all sold the idea that the white picket fence is success so when you achieve that in your life like you are kevin you had a good job and you're living in the house and you've got the family and it's all you've ticked all the boxes then you think why do i feel so unfulfilled and most people assume that because that's the idea of success, if they're not fulfilled in that, then they must be broken. And most people start to assume that they are broken and they work on fixing what is broken within them. So they might medicate with antidepressants or, or numb out completely through alcohol or whatever it is, because they must be broken for not feeling so joyful of achieving and ticking all these goals. But the truth is this idea of success that has been painted around us is completely broken because it doesn't take into consideration our true measures of success, which is joy, fulfillment, and love. Love through our work, love through our relationships, and love through our experience of life. So for most people who haven't understood that love and joy are the true measures of success, to leave what is technically good and successful and jump into the unknown is just ludicrous. It's crazy. So most people will never do it. They'll never ever do it. But then when you start to ask yourself those amazing questions, like what you started to ask yourself, is there more to life than this? What am I here to do? When you're asking yourself these incredible questions, then your life cannot help but change doors will start to open because you've connected with spirit you've connected with god and you've asked those questions and so then spirit tries then starts to bring you the answers right 
But then in doing that, you are going to have to get uncomfortable. And most people won't get uncomfortable because of the fear, fear of the unknown, fear if I jump now, will I fall or will I be swept up? What will I do? All of these questions provoke so much fear and so much uncertainty. But then what people, a lot of people don't realize that it's in jumping into the fear that they are initiated, that they will rise up and that they become the person that they need to be in order to experience more joy, more love and more fulfillment. So it's that fear that keeps people prison, imprisoned. I got to ask you, and this, and this just came out of the blue, so I'm, it didn't come from me, so it came from somewhere else. But I wanted to ask you, we all look at our life like from the day that we're born till the day we die. But that's not the sum total of who we are, and that's not the sum total of the parts. We need to start looking at what we were doing before we came here, what we're going to do after we leave here as, as more of a total picture. At least that's my thoughts on it. What do you think about that? Is that, is that true, or should we concentrate just on the physical physical nests and, and the, the 70 or 80 years that we get here? No, I agree with you 100%, Kevin. Like, in thinking that from birth to death is, is our finite experience, it's actually quite terrifying because, you know, of course then we're going to cling to every year, like, as it goes by, like we're running out of time. But this incarnation, these years between this birth and this death are just a drop in the ocean. It doesn't start when we're born. It doesn't end when we die. It's continual. And we are all of the wisdom of everything that our soul has ever experienced in every single lifetime. We're all of that wisdom now. And after we die, after our bodies leave this planet, that wisdom, it doesn't leave. That wisdom doesn't die. That wisdom and that awareness lives on. And if we feel and know that truth, then this human experience becomes more of a game. It becomes more of a dance and we don't have to take it so seriously. So it's so important. What you've just said is so important. And then a lot of people as well, something that is paralyzing for many is a fear of death in the unconscious. So if you look at the last few years as they've played out, really there's an unconscious fear of death because there is a collective, um, there is a collective like dissonance with the idea that we are souls. So most people think that death is the end. So if something comes and, and brings the potential idea of death, then it's terrifying and they'll do everything that they can to resist that. But when you know that you're an infinite soul experiencing human life in this now present moment, then death, the idea of death completely changes and it becomes something that is more of a curious idea, more of an intriguing idea. And then all of a sudden we live life more fearlessly. And so what you've said is so important, Kevin, it's so important. I, I, I really thank you for <laughs> thank you for saying that. I had no idea uh, that, uh, you know, but you you're a very intelligent 
Um, woman, you've got a lot going on with you. And one of the things that you talk about in your book, I do believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you talk about the collective and how our entire big, big changes are afoot on the, on the entire planet as far as our consciousness is gone. And you've been told some things about that, haven't you, that you put in the book? Yeah, I I really do feel a positive wave of change across the planet. And don't let yourself buy into anything that could tell you otherwise. Humanity is upgrading rapidly. And I always like to use the analogy of we only notice within our own body what needs to be healed when it is ready to be healed. We're not showing the traumas of our past lives and our past before they're ready to be healed. We're only showing them when they're ready. So if you take that out to a planetary and a collective scale, it might seem like there is more darkness. It might seem like there is more suffering, but it's nothing that hasn't been there before. It's just coming into the collective awareness because we are that ready to heal it. We are that ready to transmute it. And that's why it feels hectic because we're in this deep healing, seeing the truth and um, and transmuting that darkness into more light, into more love. You know, I do... Um a lot of uh, reading of near death or near death experiences and and things in the wind what to to almost a person they all say is they're on 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 the other side which i call home um there really is only two things that we have here and that is love and that is fear if you live in fear um it then the dark side can come to you if you live in love then everything is is more loving, more caring, and and things work out. Things work out better. That's that's how we're designed to be. But a lot of us live in fear because that's what we're told is to avoid, and which causes fear of itself, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because love and fear, they are so closely connected. You can access love so easily through that portal of fear and it's incredible to when you have that awareness it's incredible how you start to transform your own fear so like for example maybe the first time you did your first radio show you probably would have had fear come up all these ideas and doubts maybe you didn't but maybe you did so all these fears probably came up right and like you didn't allow them to trans, you didn't allow them to change what you were doing. You would have just been present with them. You would have acknowledged them, witnessed them and done it anyway. And your heart would have warm, just opened. And all that fear would have transmuted into love. So when we have fear, we can either contract and contract and contract, or we can expand. And when we contract, we go into more fear. And when we expand into the fear, we always step into love. That's beautiful. And this is what's happening on our planet because fear is coming up. Thank you. Because fear is coming up. And there is, I suppose there is a lot to potentially fear. 
And when something comes up that brings you into a space of fear, so it doesn't matter how your, it doesn't matter what your idea of is of what's going on on the planet right now. It doesn't matter what your version is, right? There's no matter what version you live in, there's always something to fear. So if you allow that fear to take hold of you and you make your decisions from that fear, you're going to contract and contract and go inwards and start to really resist everything that's around you. But if instead you feel the fear and you think, oh, I'm going to do life anyway, I'm going to step into life, I'm going to embrace life, then love comes through you like an absolute wave, a wave that moves you forward into a, a more beautiful expression of life. You give me hope. <laughs> there's a lot to be hopeful for I, I i agree with you and that's and i one of the experiences that i've had is that times are different now than when i started doing positive talk radio 20 years ago people are a lot more open they are interested in positive change they're tired of of the what's been going on and there is a lot of people that are like you that are coming forward that are, are providing us with a blueprint if you will of how to live your life more authentically and more real and happier and being able to help the planet because we're all one we're all connected to help each of us live our lives just a little bit better and i thank you for the work that you're doing thank you Wow, right back to you. Look at the work you're doing, and you're definitely that voice as well. So thank you for your work. Well, thank you very, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's a mutual admiration society that we are having here. But I got to tell you, this this woman is very talented. Um, she's very grounded. Um, she is interested in helping you and helping the planet. And if you want to get in contact with her, you can always go to intuitiverebirth.com and um you can work with her and and because technology is kind of cool rhiannon because technology has changed now you can work with anybody all over the world and it's mind-blowing isn't it yeah and i do it's mind-blowing i live like 20 minutes from the nearest convenience store and uh <laughs> i'm having conversations and i'm having conversations with you and your listeners in the states it's pretty amazing it, it really is, and 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 perhaps that is one of the steps that was necessary. Isn't like we talked about before. Each experience that we have, each step that you go through, it's necessary to get one to the other. To the, it's like being in a forest and walking one step in front of the other, uh, and you can't see the trees through the trees, but you can continue to walk and to trust that you're walking in the right direction. And somebody up there has got a 50,000 foot view that is taking care of you and making sure you're continuing to walk in the right direction. And if you if you get off on the wrong direction, you're guided gently back. And sometimes not so gently back, but just you're guided back to where you need to be walking and, and need to be moving forward. And that's, I think, is where one of the, one of the steps that we've had to go through is separateness and now with the internet and with the ability for us to communicate in a worldwide way we can now have a much bigger impact than or much better positive processing than we could before and maybe it was because we were waiting for that ability to happen and if you look at the of how it was 50 years ago we couldn't do this 
20, hell, 20 years ago. And now we can. Mm. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe now's the time for immense positive change. I, I feel it is. I feel that the internet is just such an amazing gift. And I always find, I always do work with people over Zoom, like, and connect in this way. And it always blows my mind the energy that I feel, you know, like I can feel your energy. And it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's just a screen, it doesn't make sense to the logical mind. But I know how it would feel to be sitting right up beside you, you know, and I'm sure you can feel the same with me. And it's because we are all so connected. We are all so connected. And I feel like the technology is caught up now with consciousness and vice versa. And we can have these amazingly empowering conversations and create a little web of light across the world. It's epic. I want to run an experiment and I want I want the people that are anybody that's listening. If you're listening to the show right now, I want you to be quiet for just a moment and feel, genuinely feel into the energy of this broadcast and you will feel that there is energy behind it. And that is something that, that uh, you can, this is our gift to you that you can carry and take with you because this is, um, I, I firmly believe that, that if you are open to it and you trust and don't doubt it, that you will feel the energy behind this broadcast. Do you think that's true? Absolutely, of course. And the more people trust what they're feeling, the more strong those feelings will get. And that comes full circle back to what we discussed at the beginning, that Whatever, whatever your listeners are feeling, whatever they're experiencing, whatever little voice comes through, the more they trust and know that that is exactly the truth, the more the messages of truth will pour through. You are an, a really outstanding individual and, and I really enjoy talking to you. Will you come back? Can we do this more? Absolutely. I really enjoy talking to you. And you're, you're so complimentary. You always leave me feeling really great. <laughs> well, well, it's only only because you are. And you see, uh, that's one of the things that I've learned over time, because I when I first started doing this um, in 2003, I would have an interview like this, and it would make me feel really, really, really good. And I didn't know why. And, uh, but it, it really would, uh, it really gave me energy to continue out through the day. And it really made my heart sing. And now I know why that is, is because I know that we're doing what needs to be done, what should be happening in our world today. And we're putting on a message that has divine influence. Um, I, I believe that. And do you? Yeah, of course. This is why, like, for anyone that's living and working from their heart, there isn't a day of work, really, is there? It's so fun. Like, I love my work so much. It just gives me so much energy. And the energy that comes through just always blows my mind and moves me. And this is the experience we should all be having through our work and through our days and our life. And you created this all out of thin air yeah as we all do when we create we just create with our intention and then we just let source do the rest 
that's like what you've done with this show. You set an intention and then it's like, show, show me, show me the way. Show me how to make this happen. And we all create out of thin air. And for those of you that say, oh, come on, it doesn't work like that. I am proof. I am living proof, and I've got example upon example upon example that I can prove to you that my every step that I've taken, both good and bad, has led me to this moment. And uh, um, I couldn't I couldn't be more pleased with it. And it's because of of my intention, which was to do this so long ago and there have been ups and downs and I, my life was a bad country music song for a while and and stuff like that but those those things all generated to create something a little bit better i know that happened in your life i think it happens in all of our lives and it's how we choose to respond to it not react to it respond to those challenges as something that we can learn from and move forward from and and actually be grateful and bless them because there's, there's some yeah. things in my life that, that I've actually, you know, the divorce and things like that, that, that at the end of the day, I could bless them and say, thank you. That's what I needed. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's like a really beautiful takeaway from your listeners as well, is that if there's an intention there, like a really clear intention about what they truly would love their life to look and feel like a clear vision and a clear intention from the heart and then really like see it and feel it and know that that is what you want and that is the life that you're here to live and then ask for help and then trust every single step of the way like you you're led to a divorce like you you're led into a bad country music song type situation but you trust every single step of the way and you don't resist the change then very, very rapidly, you will see everything that you've ever wanted all around you, within you, very, very quickly. It's all about trust and surrender and setting a clear intention. You know, I was talking to somebody earlier, and um, I was saying, you know, because she was saying that very much, she's an energy healer, she's um, um, in Florida, and uh, she was talking the same way. And I said, you know, it's weird. I've been talking to people a lot in a lot of different places that don't know each other, that haven't been to the same classes. They haven't gone to the, read the same books, but they're all saying the same thing at the same time. And you are, you are also doing the same thing. So I, what I want to do now, uh, cause we're running out of time, but I wanted to give you ample opportunity uh, to tell the, the audience that's listening now and those that will be listening in the future on the podcast and on YouTube and everywhere else I can get you um, to, to, uh, to talk to them and, and tell them anything that you would like them to know. Hmm. Yeah. I just want to really close with that, that idea around trust. So trust is something that might sound hard to achieve, but it's something that you can train yourself to do. And you train yourself by training yourself to change your thoughts and to change your perceptions. So every time something happens in your life, can you trust that it is happening for you? And every time you see yourself doubting that truth, doubting with your mind, notice that thought and change that thought. When something 
happens like an event beyond your control and you start to judge that event with your mind and judge that event as bad through your perceptions can you come into your heart and train yourself to find acceptance and to trust the perfection of that moment so this is a training this is a training that you can take yourself through just by each and every day all day noticing your mind and upgrading your thoughts consciously to thoughts of trust, thoughts of gratitude, and thoughts of love. And that is something that anyone can start doing now and in every moment going forward. You know what's really cool about that? You don't need to go buy anything. You don't need to go uh, earn anything. You already have it within you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. By the way, we've been talking with Rhiannon, Rhiannon Hines. And go to um, intuitiverebirth.com. I'll pick up her book. You can get it through ebook, um, um, paperback. It's been out a month. It's doing fabulously well. I, I suspect over time it's going to be an Amazon bestseller. And she works with hundreds of. It's already. Uh, it's already <laughs> go ahead, say that again. It went. It was. It was went to number one in a few countries uh, really, really quickly. So yeah. So now we I'm can. Gonna... We have to update your website <laughs> to say and and yeah. Amazon number one best selling author. Yeah, what? I do need to claim it, don't I? <laughs> you need. You need. You've earned it. So in claim it and and by the way, I know that you believe the same thing that I do that this this broadcast and what I do with this radio, I just do it and where who hears it and who heeds it and listens to it, that's not my decision to make. All I do is, is to do this work and then and then uh, I let the universe decide who's going to hear it and how it's going to impact their own lives. And I know you feel the same way, I think. Yeah. Oh, very, very good. Rhiannon, it's such a pleasure. Yeah, exactly. And we all have our message. We all have our tribe across the world who needs to hear us. Yep. And, uh, and you know, you, oh, no, you're back. Okay. Did you want to finish that thought before we go? Yeah, that everyone, our, our unique message is intended to reach whoever it needs to reach. And they're the exact people that will find it. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. And that's, that's, so if you want to go to positivetalkradio.net, um, that would be great. And I've got, I had 340, now I've got like 370 shows up, up there. And they're all really good quality, I, if I did say so myself. Um, but I want to thank Rhiannon Hines for being here. And thank you so much. Go to intuitiverebirth.com and pick up a copy of the Amazon best-selling author's book, which is called, um, Tell me. Keepers, Keepers of the Light of Code. The yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much for everybody for being here. And thank you again. And be kind to one another because we, each other's all we've got. And Matthew Stapley will be here on Friday. So come back. The views expressed on this program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. Contests are the responsibility of the host of this program and not KKNW. This is Alternative Talk 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KNUC 98.9 HD3 Seattle.
Good afternoon, Eric Ryder here with you on KKNW. We're approaching 5 o'clock. Time for a quick look at our traffic. Well, southbound I-5 from Green Lake on down to the West Seattle Bridge. Still quite slow at this hour. Some hesitation at Tequila. And taking a look at northbound I-5, you're going to find some congestion from the West Seattle Bridge on up to near Mercer. Uh, Southbound 405 at this hour, still slow in Bellevue from Main Street on down through Newcastle. Northbound finding some hesitation in Tequila. And 167 southbound finding some slowing.